Caymans. Y'all, we made it back to America. Made it back. Safe and sound. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday and welcome to Pardon Me, Alex, the only lumberjack basketball podcast out there on the market. Man, I think I'm finally back to normal, I guess, if you can call me normal, after that trip we had. I'm still, I am still tired as hell. If you cannot tell since I can't speak English and it's not only just my first language, it's my only language. Um, I'm still so tired. I mean, we'll get to that, but I got in late and then I went back to NAC this weekend to do Thanksgiving with my mom's family, my dad's family. So I feel like I've barely been home. Wild. Yeah, I know. I I, uh, had a lot of stuff going on for Thanksgiving and then this weekend and then stuff for the brewery. And I feel like ever since we got back, I've also been nonstop. I think yesterday was really the only day that I got to like sit, but even then I had things I had to do before work started back up today. So it's just been a crazy, a crazy few weeks, um, which obviously kicked off with the lumberjacks and all of us traveling to the Caymans, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, but yeah, so I hope everybody had a really great Thanksgiving and had all the yummy foods. Uh, Jacqueline, what's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Um, so I have a couple. Because <laughs> y'all a know, couple? I said what? I know, but I can't. It 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 depends. Um, you know, on what kind of mood I'm in. But there are like four staple side dishes that I want at Thanksgiving. I, I know. I know one. Y'all can already guess that one. Mac and cheese. Yes. Mashed potatoes. Okay. Green bean casserole. Okay. And then my mom used to make this broccoli rice casserole that was like, I mean, it's basically just broccoli and rice and a bunch of cheese, but like sometimes she would use this like spicy cheese mix and it was so fancy. Yeah. Fancy. So mine, obviously, since you gave four, I'm going to give at least two. Definitely, obviously, mac and cheese. And this year, we had no mac and cheese. Nobody made mac and cheese. Nobody. Not a single soul. But it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I'm not mad about it. Kind of mad. But uh, my all-time new favorite now, I think, is uh, sweet potato, like the casserole. I don't know. They're just, it's just like, it's just sweet and a little sugary, but also, ugh, I don't know if there's something about it. I don't know. There's something about it. I like it a lot. You have to make it right though, too. Like you have to, you ha- if, ugh, how do I, I don't know how to explain it. Like it can't be just like thrown together. Like it takes a very special, you know, layering process and yeah. marshmallows the whole nine yards. I don't know. There's just something about it. I think it's just the marshmallows. If there's no marshmallows, I don't want it. I was just going to throw that out there. But anyway, mm-hmm. I know. But hey, 
I don't want to waste too much time talking about Thanksgiving. I could probably, you know, we could talk about food all the time and for two hours straight. But we have a huge podcast. We have a huge tournament trip, everything to talk about. But we also have two really huge special guests that are going to come on in just a moment. Um, These two individuals, these two gentlemen, were with us in the Caymans. Um, We pretty much hung out the entire time. There was only maybe a few times we uh, weren't together when they were golfing or, you know, whatnot. And uh, all around just really stand-up guys and gentlemen. So... Excited to have them on to the podcast. One has been on the podcast, but it's been a while. It's been a few years. It's been, it's been many years, actually. Yeah. So he'll be our first uh, technically repeat guest. And then the other, this is his uh, debut. So Jacqueline, would you like to introduce us one by one? I would love to. So we have, if y'all remember our big special podcast with uh, Matt Rocco and Gary Lee Ashcraft talking about Sawmill Six Man. Show them your shirt, Alex. Sawmill Six Man. Oh, wrong um, way. Wrong way. Wrong way. Everything's backwards. Uh, so now we finally do have Nick Rocco on the podcast. And hey, yeah, there he is. Hey. And we got Dylan Yates returning. There he is. Glad to be back. <laughs> and all three of us, minus Jacqueline, are rocking. Oh, sorry. I should have put on my sawmill t-shirt. It's okay. It's okay. We were really hoping you would be. I, I missed the, I missed the, the memo for. I literally like- just threw it on because I'm freezing in my freaking sunroom. I even have the heater on in here and I'm yeah. freezing. So I just threw it on. I have my Cayman's, uh, distill tortuga, whatever it's called rum distillery oh, shirt on that I bought at the airport. Oh, I didn't even see that you got that shirt. I will say I bought my grandma one of the little rum cakes that everyone was telling us was great. And mm-hmm. she already texted last night and said it was very delicious. I have not cracked into mine. You'll have to. I didn't, I didn't even get one. I didn't know that was a thing. I'm, we ended up flying out of We ended up flying out of there, even though we, we flew with the team, but we had to go like sit in like the regular terminal. Like Oh, with, like, darn. The, what a the, first problem for you Nick the, the oh. Wendy's and stuff no like I think like the whole team ate at Wendy's hey uh guess who we saw at the airport when we were leaving who's that your the favorite ref. guy Dylan <laughs> Dylan and I's favorite ref I'm sure I'll run into that guy again somewhere he'll maybe rev it in Whack Vegas and then I'll be way worse than game. oh that oh. dude ain't gonna make Whack Vegas I'll tell no. you right. no no Either. I just, I just want to know if the MC is going to be back in Whack Vegas. You know he is. That guy is a standard protocol. He's standard operating procedure for Whack Vegas. If he's not the MC, then it's just. Oh, yeah. I still have on my on my notes app on my phone, literally every single one liner that he said. I took note of it because it's just that electric. He was pretty talented. My God, he's something. He is something. Well, you know, welcome, boys. Welcome to the podcast, Dylan. Welcome back, Nick. Welcome for the first time. Um, we're excited to kind of get started and talk about our fun and enjoyable, our exciting, our really uh, also at moments relaxing trip to the Cayman Islands, aka the Grand Cayman. Um, but Jacqueline, where are we starting off at on our little adventure? So, well, y'all flew in a day earlier than us. So why don't y'all tell us about the beginning of your trip? Because our, our two guys here were 
hustling for a sawmill. I mean, we were talking up everybody. So that's true. Tell us about y'all's uh, leisurely travel with the team compared to to my sitting on Southwest beside an old man who was playing a um, plot machine game on his cell phone while I was trying to sleep with the sound all the way up. All the way up. In my ear the whole time. Lead us off, Nick. You uh, first time guest here. Um, yeah, so we flew out. Uh, we drove to Longview uh, early Friday morning and direct flight from Caymans to Longview. Got through customs and or direct flight from Longview to the Caymans. Got through customs in five minutes, hopped on the bus, and we were at the hotel within 20 minutes. Our room was ready. Yeah, you got to give a, a shout out to Wally and his staff. It was yeah, Wally. Yeah, Wally crushed it. With the, it was the whole nice. The, the security was easy. The airport was easy. The plane First was nice. Class. It was awesome. Uh, did a great job. I do want to say when when we were flying back, we saw multiple of the other teams in the airport, and I was like, "This is the first time that we're seeing all the other teams in the airport." And our our guys flew, you know, charter. Um, so that was cool. Well, nice. we had to go to the airport on the way back, but we still flew charter. But it was just like the plane just picked us up out of like it was it gate three or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the, just just having the the direct flight is just yeah. you know that's a whole game changer. You know, we we had to do a little uh, little stopover in uh, Fort Lauderdale slash Hollywood um, that airport, which isn't a huge airport, airport, and it was an easy transition. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that airport. It's been it's, out of there many times. Yeah, it's it's not great, but I mean, our little transition, getting our luggage, dropping it back off, going back through security, it was a pain, but it was still at the same time. It wasn't like it wasn't crazy, which was shocking because no, it was the, the day before. back. On the way back for us was a completely different story because we had to fly to New Orleans, get off the plane, get our bags, go through customs, recheck our bags get another boarding pass and then board the exact same plane with the exact yeah. same staff. Yeah. The, the, the custom rules are a little funny, but I understand. Like, why it, was, it was like two and a half hours, like added, like we would have been home so much earlier. Well, you were still probably home quicker than us. Well, I got home <laughs> at 3 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning and then hosted my parents for Thanksgiving lunch. So Ooh, look at that. pretty sure I was the latest. <laughs> I think we got home yeah. around midnight. So it was not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, you right got home around right. midnight. Damn, we were thinking you guys had been already home for yeah. hours. Oh. We're rolling into we're rolling into to Nacogdoches like around midnight, uh, one o'clock. So I guess we weren't too far behind you. Yeah, like Nick said, it would be a lot sooner if uh, New Orleans was a little quicker. But uh, yeah, about, I got home about midnight. So that's wild. Today. I didn't. I did not. Well, at least your trip there was nice and leisurely. So you guys got there what on Friday? Yes, Friday. Uh, okay. What time we get there? Around like five. Yeah, it was uh, wasn't a, like a full day there, but we had a nice dinner and hung out and met some lovely bartenders that we stayed friends with the whole trip. So oh, y'all yeah. scoped out our uh, Cayman's headliners for us, which was actually on my list that I put together. So I'm glad to know that it was a fan favorite. I think we all went there multiple times. Legends, legends is oh, shout uh, out legends. Yeah, shout out legends. They were shout awesome. out legends. Shout out eats. Yeah, definitely the Cayman Islands version of headliners for sure, but with better food. Yeah, no, great. 
food is awesome. No um, yeah, no complaints about the food whatsoever. Food was fantastic. Um, and the wait staff was, was awesome as well. So, um, but yeah, so they got there a little bit a day before us or so. And then we flew in on Saturday and got there, um, got into our hotel, had a little bit of time at the beach, um, a little bit of sun. And then while we were doing that, you guys were just finishing up, uh, you guys were finishing up golfing, I think on Saturday as well. Yeah. We yep. Played. Yep. Uh, I lost uh, Matt Rocco and Dr. Klein, I think, by just a few holes. So <laughs> the, the old dude sandbagged us. They, they didn't tell us how good they He sandbagged you. Oh, God, I love that. Yeah, so uh, we stayed at the Sunshine Resorts um, or the Sunshine Suite Resort, which is just right across the street from the West End, and it's their sister property. And so we were able to go over to the West End and basically use all the same stuff that you guys do. Um or did or used for about half the price. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you had to worry about it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, so when we went down to the Sunshine uh, Grill, had amazing food. Did you guys ever eat at Sunshine Grill while you were there? Uh, I don't think so. I mainly ate by the pool bar and then wherever. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we never, I don't think we ever ventured over to the sweet out that food was awesome it was really good i will say that was the first time we got assaulted by chickens and yeah. felt like we were just still in east texas um yeah no i told multiple people i was like if i wanted to be woken up and assaulted by chickens and roosters all day i would have stayed at my house because my neighbors have chickens and roosters so like right, that rooster what is, is this right any different our, our window so we heard them every day oh we were, yeah we heard it every, every day like, every I, day walked in and put my hand to pull the chair back and there was chicken shit, shit. on the chair. I was like, <laughs> everywhere. That's sure. Yeah, it was just wild. Like I I had heard that they had chickens and stuff and like iguanas. Saw no iguanas, but chickens and roosters everywhere. Every Ooh. every corner corner you took, there was a rooster and a chicken, a rooster and a chicken. I'm oh, just yeah. shocked the amount of birds just everywhere on that dang island um and we were told by our cab driver on the way to the hotel that if you fed a chicken or a rooster that either you get slapped with a humongous fine or you get thrown in jail i don't know how true that is but man i haven't fact checked i should be serving live because i gave those chickens a ton of pizza at the <laughs> you're not gonna be allowed back in the cave Every oh. left over piece, I just threw it to him. I, I didn't know. I just told. Oh, that's so great. Well, Dylan's not going to be allowed back in the Caymans for multiple multiple reasons, but. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, so we, we went to the beach after we had some food and, and met Miles' parents, uh, met uh, an SFA alum. What was his name again? John? John Landis. John Landis. That's right. Um, copied my shirt, that guy. The guy who copied your shirt. Yeah. He doesn't even live in Nacogdoches or Texas anymore, and he still had the same shirt you did. I don't know. I, don't know. How. I guess he ordered it online, probably. Had to have. Had to have. Uh, so small world there. Um, <laughs> but man, yeah. So that that first day uh, was it was nice. We were able to, you know, hang out with everybody a little bit. There was no real rush. We didn't have to rush to get to a game or anything like that. It was just nice to kind of relax and hang out, see everybody kind of wandering around. Um, you know, the, the, the two resorts. And then, oh God, we went to dinner at Eats with everybody. And that was a trip. 
That place is awesome. That place was so good. And it was just funny because it felt like, you know, it was like the parents' table and then like the kids' table. And but the parents' we were, table were acting the worst. I know. The, the, the parents were the worst behaved out of everybody. The kids' table was, you know, little angels and halos around everybody's head. Well-behaved people. We were well-behaved. <laughs> Absolutely. They smelled like three drinks. Uh, yeah. Spilled like three drinks. Someone broke a bottle on the floor on Doc Randall's <laughs> leg and foot. I do think that was the waitress's fault, but I mean, not on purpose, but. No, of course not. It was just hilarious. I just don't. Oh, my God. The largest menu, I got to say, that I think I've ever seen at a restaurant ever. But most diverse menu. That thing was kept going and going and going. It was it was kind of like a mini cheesecake factory. I was just about to say cheesecake factory. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely cheesecake factory length for sure. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, you know, I, I heard really great things about the Caymans and their food and how um diverse and the different cultures with that were kind of uh represented in in all of their food and restaurants. And so I mean for that being kind of, I wouldn't call it like a hole in the wall, but like it's a small little restaurant basically attached to a sports bar. They, their food was pretty spot on. Not going to lie. Yeah, Absolutely. Very good. I agree. I agree. So first full day in the Caymans on Sunday, obviously it was the first game day as well. Um, we started our daily routine. What was our daily routine? So, we wake up and do what? Same thing. Well, at, at least for the first two days. Yeah, well, so, I get up, get dressed for the game, head over to the Weston Pool Bar, sit with Nick, wait on Dylan to come meet up with us, have a few mimosas, a little lunch, get the group rounded up and get in the little 15 passenger van and head to that high school gym. Oh, yeah. I swear, it was like herding cats to get everybody into these damn vans. <laughs> Did any ever? Did y'all ever get in the? Oh yeah, you're in there with us. The not the karaoke van, but the party club van. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was the last game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that one was a wild ride. That one was bumping. <laughs> Clayton Southwick's dad was with us, and I think he had the best time of probably since his bachelor party. I mean, he and I was back there <laughs> having a blast. <laughs> dang, I missed that because I was in the front, so I didn't see what y'all were doing behind oh, me. Dang, loved it. And afterwards we got out and I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I was just like the, the mix that that dude was playing. I was like, I want to know what it is. Alex said she thought she saw on the screen. It said like YouTube something mashup. Anyway, it was like all the best rap songs from the early two thousands all mixed up. We were having the grandest time. I was dancing around everywhere. Then we get there and I'm like, oh my gosh, Clayton's dad was in the back. I'm like, Sorry, I hope you weren't offended by me like dancing all over the place. He was like, that was the best ride ever. We were having so much fun. It was a great time. I'm sure he was yeah. fine with you dancing. He was having a great time. Oh, like, oh my God. Yeah, I know it was a good time though. Uh, and yeah, we did meet Clayton's dad. Uh, like I said earlier, I met Miles' parents. And so I'm, I'm glad that if, you know some of the parents were able to come to the game. So that was really yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, so first game of the trip was on Sunday, the 19th, first full day. Um, and we played Loyola Marymount. Yeah. One thirty tip off. Let's talk about it a little bit. So that game, Jacqueline, you got the stats ready? I have, I have it all. So any of you were wondering the little history and background info, cause I didn't know where Loyola was. Nick had to tell me. Um, it's a private <laughs> Jesuit 
uh, in Marymount Research University in LA. Um, their undergrad enrollment's about 7,000. They are in the WCC, the West Coast Conference, along with, and they have some pretty big uh, basketball schools in their conference. They have Gonzaga, mm -hmm. St. Mary's, San Francisco, which I think, I think we played San Francisco and Belfast. Um, yeah. That sounds familiar. Uh, they have San Diego, Santa Clara, Portland, Pepperdine, and Pacific. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're in a pretty good little basketball conference um, over there. So for that game, like I said, I'm just going to run through these little stats pretty quick. Our starters were AJ, Trell, Dayday, Jalil, and Matt. We did win by 10 points, 86 to 76. Uh, Sean Kennedy stat section, you're going to get it times three this episode, Sean Kennedy. Um, field goal percentage, 47.5%. Three-pointers, we were at 42.1. Pretty good. Uh, free throws, 75.9. We had 40 points in the paint. We had 19 points off turnovers, 23 second chance points, six fast break points, 28 bench points, a uh, total of 31 rebounds, 12 offensive, 19 defensive. We had 19 fouls, which actually isn't terrible for us. Um, only 11 turnovers. Love to see it. We were almost in single digits there. Um, they had 15 turnovers. We had eight steals and four blocks. Um, so for the game leaders here, I, I listed like six guys because we had AJ at the top with 25 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal. Then the next five guys were within two point range. So throw them all in there. It was a, it was a team effort. We had Trell with 11 points, four assists, two rebounds. Day Day with almost a double, double, 10 points, nine rebounds, one assist. Uh, Frank, I feel like that was his come out game. I think you said that. For sure. I, that's his come out game right there. Got him in the islands and he was ready to go. Uh, so he had 10 points and three steals. We had Jalil with nine points, four rebounds, an assist and a block. And we had Cece with nine points, five rebounds, two assists, one block, one steal. He checked off all the boxes. Yeah, you get you get Frank in the Caribbean. He said all weekend that he was a Caribbean boy. So you get him in the Caribbean waters and he just lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. Speaking of Christmas. Um, oh yeah, total team effort that game. Total team effort. Juice yeah. went off like a freaking firecracker. We need to see more of that out of Juice. Driving oh. the ball to the lane, he was he couldn't be touched. Yeah, th th exactly. He was yeah. it was literally is, they they took over and the we got fell behind in the first half, then we like dominated the second half. I think we outscored him by like close to 20 points in the second half. So we went in we went in a half, I think we went down six or eight, right? Yes. Three points to 37. Yeah. He came out put it on him. Absolutely. I mean, literally just came out swinging that second half. AJ just literally all gas, no breaks. Uh, Trell and Day-Day just doing what they do. No surprise there. Um, I was really rooting for Day-Day to get that one more rebound to get a double-double, but, you know, we'll take it. Um, shout out to Juice, though. Also, 11 out of 12 on his three fro free throws. Almost perfect on his free throws. Almost perfect. Um, but you know who was perfect on their free throws? Mr. Frank Stain, Mr. Cece. I mean, come on, man. I just, I'm so high on Cece right now. It's not even funny. Me too. Like, yeah. so high. Like, if he was crack, I would, I'd be high off. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's how high I am off Cece. Yeah. He's just insane, dude. I've, I've been calling him to his face a bad, bad man. 
and on Twitter, I'm like, you are a bad, bad man. And I, I don't want him to think that like, that's a negative thing. When I'm saying that, I mean, like you are a terror on the court, my friend. And he's, he's a beast at the boards. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's he's insane. not the tallest human in the world, but he can get above the rim and get a rebound in very clutch situations too. Absolutely. It, it just insane. CC, if you're listening, brother, I swear, I, I'm again very high on you right now. And and again, I kept saying it during the game too. Frank, this was your coming out party. Not saying you hadn't played well up to this point, but I think this was the game that you had the most minutes too. You had 16 minutes. Um, again, you've 100% on your free throws. Um, you were able to come in for those 16 minutes and really make an impact with those 10 points. You had three steals. You were playing hella good defense. Yeah. The the island air was definitely rejuvenating him. Oh, um, for sure. For sure. And we'll, <laughs> we'll slide right into off of that. We came back after that game, but on our swim staff, Alex and I did went down to the, to the beach. Oh God. Got, got in with most of the guys. We were having such a great time frolicking around in the ocean. And then Frank's like looking at the sky. He's like, I think it's time to get out. We're like, okay, see you later. Going to hang out a little bit longer. Literally like five minutes later, four waves in a row, just smacking us down. I mean, I was rolling <laughs> around, you know, under the water, got a huge bruise on my leg. Don't know what happened. The, these weren't just waves, Jacqueline. These were tsunamis. Like we got absolutely assaulted and like drug ourselves out. I had I got literally hit on one end or on one side of my face, boom, and then I f- fell under the water. Tried to get up right after that, boom, on the other side of my face, boom, assaulted under the water. Couldn't get up. Finally, I make my way to shore. Like I literally feel like I've just been. She's Literally, like army crawling. Like I'm I'm army crawling to the shore. I'm on all fours, like Jesus, please take the wheel. And you know who's just standing there watching me like a freaking just not <laughs> two shits in the world? Said Adrian Hall. Like, come oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't give a girl a hand. Couldn't nothing. I'm over there crawling for my life back to shore so I don't get assaulted by another wave. And you're just standing there watching me like. I'm That's sure good. I showed all sorts of asses and shit. It was so bad that like you didn't even have time to recover from. The I, first, didn't. For the I didn't. I didn't. I tried I to get up and just smash again. Boom. Face planted to the sand. When I finally came back up, I was like, I'm pretty sure my tops and my bottom came down. So now that y'all seen it all, uh, I'll get out. Yeah, it, listen to Frank. Listen to Frank. He's a smart man. We did. We told him that later. We're like, we should have listened to you when you said, mm, time to get out of the water. We're like, nah, nah, nah. And again, like five minutes later, clockwork. Absolute tsunamis just came in. Like these were like almost 10 foot waves. Like I kid you not. I was like, holy, like. <laughs> the waves out there are pretty gnarly. I believe it. Even they're just normal ones. Yeah, and it's just crazy that the first couple days we were there, the waves were that crazy. And then the last two days we were there, calm as just crystal clear blue water, nothing. No waves, nothing. And I'm like, where the heck was this on Sunday night? Maybe we wouldn't have got assaulted (laughs) by the Caribbean Ocean. Oh, it was something. I thought I lost my hair tie. I thought I lost my earrings. I don't know how I made it out of there with my life. I literally had to sit in the freaking like bank 
like right there on the shore and watch the water lap up against me for like five minutes to get my equilibrium back in order. So I could stand up. I kept getting hit and I couldn't stand up correctly. So I was like, I just have to sit. And then finally I was able to get up. It was just bad. And I, we walk up to the gowns and I was like, did y'all see that? I just got assault. We just got assaulted by these waves and nobody did boo. To help us. <laughs> Everybody just stand there watching. Did, did either of y'all get in the ocean while we were there? I uh, went with the guys that that night, but I left a little early and went and hung out with Danny at the bar. And then I got in the water on Monday when we had like the whole day. Okay. Before, uh, before it started pouring. Yeah. Well, it did start pouring. Um, but yeah. So then to top off that night, we, we kind of chilled in the pool with some of the guys before we went back to our hotel and we're like, you know, oh, what? We're, God. Gonna, we're just going to shower real quick and order some food at the, the sunshine girl and go down and get it. So I was like, I'll jump in and shower real quick first. I mean, sand everywhere. Mm. Sand everywhere. Sand I'm like, let everywhere. me sand out of my, like, everything. And I'll I'll just, you know, throw on some leggings and a t-shirt and overall run down really quick to the Sunshine Girl and get our food. Because the guys had told us they were eating at Eats that night. So I was like, I won't see anybody I know. I'm just going to run down there real fast. Mark's <laughs> right down there. The whole damn team sitting there to eat. I'm like, hi. Nobody else can see anybody. Let me just get my food and back away quickly. Again, at least you weren't in your robe because you almost went down in your robe. I almost went down in my robe. Thank God I didn't. Would have been a little <laughs> embarrassed. A little embarrassed. Oh my god. So anyway, game two, day two on Monday. Uh, day two of our daily routine of waking up getting mimosas at the pool bar with Nick and Dylan, having a little bit of snacks, a little bit of food, some chicken tendies, some fries, um, and just kind of hanging out by the pool bar and drinking before we headed to the game. Cause both those first two days we had games at one 30, like right smack dab in the middle of the day mm-hmm. really wasn't a lot of time to do much in the morning other than just wake up and eat and drink by the bar, which again, I'm not complaining. Sounds great to me. Um, but then we went to the game, loaded up the van, herded all the cats, went to the game where we played Drake. So this game was this was my favorite game of the tournament. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. This game, I was just completely I'm not going to say blown away, but I'm going to say pleasantly surprised and pleased by their performance. Like I was expecting. You know, we're always expecting a W, but I was thinking more of like, because knowing how good Drake is a little bit of a more back and forth, a little bit more of a, you know, tussle, a little bit more of an energy, uh, having to expel more energy just because I don't know, but man, we laid the absolute smackdown on them. Lay down the hammer. So normally on each podcast, Alex and I will choose one word to summarize the game. For this one, I don't have one word, but it, it's the Oprah. You get a three. You get a three. You get a three. Every almost everyone on the team got a three. Amazing. Literally, my 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 word is apps is just shellacked. We shellacked them. So here's here's the little rundown on the Drake game. So Drake University is a private university in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, They have over 140 undergraduate and graduate programs, including professional programs in business, education, law, and pharmacy. 
Um, but they're very small. Their undergrad enrollment is about 3,000. I don't know what their grad enrollment is. It might be more than that. But um, they are in the Missouri Valley Conference with, and they're in there with some, you know, uh, pretty decent, mid, I would say like mid-major to higher mid-major teams. They have Bradley, Evansville, Indiana State, Missouri State, uh, UIC, which is University of Illinois at Chicago, Southern Illinois, Valparaiso, Belmont, Illinois State, Murray State, and UNI, which is University of Northern Iowa. Um, so for that game, we, I believe, had the same starters. Yes, AJ Trell, Dede, Jalil, and Matt. Um, as Alex said, we, we had a total SmackDown, beat them 92 to 68. I just can't. Was not expecting that. Did not have that no. card. No. I'm not mad about it, but holy moly. It's going to be hard to lose against anybody shooting 61% from three. It's oh, I, I don't think we've seen numbers like that from the three. And I don't even know how long. Yeah, no. Know. So. So here we go, Sean Kennedy's stat section. Our field goal percentage, 63%. 60.9. Sixty wild, 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 wild. Nuts. Um, free throw percentage, 76.9. We had 38 points in the paint, uh, 14 points off turnovers, nine second chance points, 16 fast break points, 37 bench points, um, 33 total rebounds. Uh, we only had seven offensive boards, but we had 26 defensive. Uh, we did have 25 fouls, but obviously didn't hurt us too much. Um, only stat they beat us on. We had 17 turnovers. They only had 13. I know, which surprised me whenever I just checked yeah. the stats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had eight steals, zero blocks. Um, our game leaders, we had Jalil played a great game. 14 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal. We had Nana with 13 points, one rebound. AJ with 12 points, six assists, four rebounds. Trell with 12 points, two assists, one steal. And for the threes rundown, Jalil was two of three from the three. AJ one for one. Trell two of three. Day Day one for one. Matt two of four. Nana four out of six. Davion one for one. Ethan one for one. I just, let me just compare something for you really quickly, because a lot of us after this game was over, we said, man, we haven't seen them play that good of a basketball game since the Duke game. Okay. A lot of people said that. Well, guess what? Our percentages in this game versus Drake are like literally blowing the Duke percentages out of the water. Oh yeah. Like, the field goal percentage at the Duke game was 48.6. Our three-point percentage was 20. Yeah, we didn't shoot the three well against Duke. No. The only stat that we beat them on was the amount of turnovers. They had way more, obviously, than we did, and that's how we won that game. Like, yeah. I, I, we, I've never, except for the Duke game, seen such a well-played half of basketball from the lumber. It's been a long time. I don't think I've ever seen a shoot that well. No, no. I just absolutely flabbergasted, but in the best possible way. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe, like I knew we, I know we have it in us. We always have it in us, but. They also held a DeVries on Drake. He came in averaging 28. I think we held him to 11. 
And then the next yeah. night he went out and scored 33. So, which yeah. is wild. Amazing. He's good. Wild. That's, that's a coach's son. He led, he was like top five in the NCAA last year in points per game. He's good. That's he was good number team. one coming into our game and we shut him down. Mm-hmm. 28 and a half points. Yeah. So, those, yeah. those bench points, 37, just holy crap. I mean, our points in the paint were upper, thir- upper 30s. We normally, yeah. You know, like to see it more in the 40s range, but still like 30. Oh my God. Just looking at the stats, I was just, again, shocking. Um, our, let me just say this right now Jaleel, this was his game. Oh. This was Jaleel, this was his coming out party. If, if the first game was Frank's coming out party, this was Jaleel's coming out party. The fact that he was just, he was everywhere. I feel like any anytime you looked around, he was either getting a rebound, getting a uh, you know, some sort of you know, uh, uh assist from somebody, getting into the paint, making a making a three, making two threes. Pretty ones too. I mean, looked like shot it with confidence. You gotta yeah, you gotta give it to you. and na 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 four threes. Four. Yeah. We've always known he's had it in him. I, I want to know when Day-Day and Jalil got the green light. We've known not yeah. to shoot it, but I did not know that Jalil and Day-Day had the green light from Coach, and they shot it with confidence. You got to give it to him. Yeah. I, could, I could believe Day-Day, but I sure didn't know Jalil had the had the green light. But I didn't even know that he had the three in it. Lit it up. Never. I, I was not expecting that. When Jalil literally hit the step back, at the three, I cringed internally. I was like, no, what are we doing? Why? No. And then it just went in smooth as butter. And I was like, what the hell just happened? I, I was shocked. I if didn't know. If can hit threes like that, it's going to wax in trouble. Yeah. Big trouble. Absolutely. I, I can't, I couldn't agree more. Just a, just a crazy, awesome, uh, night of basketball or day of basketball because it was a day game for us i mean again you got we were able to get some of our younger guys in for some minutes um obviously not a lot but still some minutes and then we had two of them score i swear and miles got to play for his first time since so that and that is huge i'm glad that you mentioned that right miles had a layup yeah he did he did he was only in for three minutes and he scored um I'm just so, so excited that Miles was able to get some time in. Um, just for those three minutes, you saw glimpses of what that boy could do. And I, yeah, I came back and immediately told my dad, I was like, Miles is going to be good. He's going to be yeah. really good. Really good. Really- very deep. Yes. Oh, my God. And I think that's another reason why, uh, you know, we had such great success versus Loyola Marymount and of course with with Drake is just because our benches were so deep that we were able to continually you know change out and exchange players and and they just didn't have that so that's a huge pro in our in our book there the fact that we can do that um you know what I'm waiting on I'm waiting on because I've also heard that Mr. Mr. Southwick is a good three shot as well um We've we've seen some glimpse of it. I think he'd made one in one game before, maybe if I can recall. He hit one but against I, Middle Tennessee. That's yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Well, I was like, 
I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Clayton to get a little bit more confidence with that three ball on the team and and totally just lay the hammer down just like Nana did in this game. Um, oh my God. Uh, so anything else we want to talk about about this game? Just great performance. Uh, like I said, haven't seen anything like it for a really long time from our Jacks. And the, you're right, Dylan. The the whack better watch out, man. The only thing I'll say after this is I've seen some of the rankings of the mid majors today, and they still have Drake pretty high up that list. And only a few gave SFA love. So uh, I think with a, a win like that, we should be getting a little bit more love from Ken Palm and the rest of the the mid major. Um, Top we were, we were up to we were up we, to sixty seven in Ken Palm after that game. We were. I was just about to. I was just about to say that we were. Yeah. But yeah, with beating them by almost twenty five points, uh, we need a little more love there. I agree. Yeah. Put some respect on our name, man. So yeah. after that game, yeah. So after that game, we were like what sixty seven, sixty eight. Yeah, on Ken Palm. Yeah, and then after after that third game when we lost, um, we dropped to ninety two, but still top one hundred. Yes, we'll take there's it. not many wax schools that are in the top one hundred. So Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon's only like a few ahead of us. Yeah, that's it. So I'm not mad about that. You know, yeah, that's. And like I said, we were in a few saw a few rankings today with us, uh, top twenty five and some mid major polls. The Cinderella, we we're number twenty one, so mm-hmm. we're getting some respect. That's for sure. We are, we yeah. are for sure. And you know, all we can do is go up from here uh, if we just keep playing our game. Like Coach even said it during a couple pressers or a couple times after uh, after these games. Like we are our own opponent. Like we are the only team, the only. Uh, you know, we're, we'll beat ourselves basically, you know, mm-hmm. like we're the ones that are going to be our biggest opponent and biggest obstacle in these games. So as long as we go out there and just play our game and, and do what we're supposed to do and, you know, have, and, and play to that plan, you know, we could see obviously from these past two games, it's there like buy in it's, we got it. Like it's, it's totally doable. Could absolutely run the whack easily. She was back, baby. I'm telling you. Oh, the defense. Oh my God. Love it. Oh my goodness. All right. So post game. Also, note about the games. Well, should we do grievances for the whole thing after we talk about the games? It's up to you too. Yeah, sure. I have a bunch of stuff to say too. So, do you want to do it? After we talk about each of the games, like just yeah, just at the end, just, just how at the end. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, together. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Okay, move on. So after the game, we go back to the hotel. Obviously, um, we didn't really have time for beach or pool because we had to get dressed quickly, shower, run through the whole rigmarole because we had our purple lights fun cocktail hour at the Westin, which was very nice. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for having me It was good. It was great. Good little finger foods, uh, cash bar. Um, We're going to shrimp and, awesome. Yeah, that, it was delicious, actually. Very, very I good. I could have drank the Thai sauce. It was just so good. Yeah, no, I agree. Every single meal and food thing we had during this trip, I didn't have a sing, like a bad one. 
It was no. just good from start to finish. Agreed. Start to finish. And it was really nice because, you know, obviously we were able to mingle a little bit with other people that we hadn't seen yet, maybe, or people that we hadn't um, interacted too much with. And we got some really nice, like, golden hour sunset pics that Hunter took. So mm -hmm. those were nice. Very, mm -hmm. very thankful for those. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have had one single decent, like, beach pic of me. Same. <laughs> that was the only one I got. The rest are just not suitable for posting at all. I didn't take much myself. <laughs> Leave yeah. those memories in there. Leave yeah. the memories there. What happens in Cayman stays in Cayman. I, I mean, I <laughs> another one of those stories coming up. Like my third one of the, of the pod, but get there. I know, I know. Um, so we went to the cocktail hour, had a good time there. And then after we were done there, we went back over to Legends for dinner, drinks with um, with Nick and Dylan and, and Hunter. We were able to snag Hunter. Actually, right after that, we went to the hotel bar and hung out there for a while with our BFF, Danny. Danny, my love. Danny boy, cheeky. He is the man. Dan, he is the man. What a sweet boy. So Danny was our bartender, well, one of our bartenders uh, throughout the five days we were there. Um, just a sweet guy from Australia. Um, great sense of humor, super personable, um, very easy to talk to. And he was very, very, very nice to us as well. And we were able to convince him to come to the last game, him and Mike, one of the other yeah. bartenders there, which I thought was hilarious. I thought... I was like, there's no way they're coming. Like, this is just a bunch of like, you know, banter back and forth at the bar. I, but shit, no, they came. I was, I was shocked. Danny was getting into it too. That's my man. He was. I know. As ready as I was, he was having fun. He was having fun. I love Danny coming to the game. Although I almost told him at halftime, like maybe y'all should leave because <laughs> you are the only newcomers to this game. Right. <laughs> it's not us, clearly. Oh, I mean, I almost did. Like, I'm superstitious about stuff like that. They were the only uh, same. two wins, and then they show up. Same, same. Um, so, yeah, hang out with them, go to Legends, have some food, watch some sports, have fun, um, talk shit to the refs that were there. I'm just kidding. Just a little. Just a little shit talking. Oh, no big deal. That's, that's all her. I, well, <laughs> I know. It was all her. I actually was I super like him, but we'll say I think that. I him. You did. You did. Nick will tell you I wasn't I wasn't mean to him. I didn't raise my voice. I didn't yell. I didn't respectful. Yeah, no, you were very respectful in front of it, but afterwards you were ready to <laughs> We shook hands. We we made uh, amends. He was a nice guy. I'm glad. I'm glad you shook hands and made amends. I am glad. Um so yeah, the next day was Actually, full day three, Tuesday, the 21st, uh, last game, last game day. But it wasn't until 7.30 p.m. So we had an entire day of beach time. Thank God. I've been waiting for this. The three of us did. Dylan went golfing, didn't you? Yeah, I was with uh, Dr. Klein, Matt, and then Shane Southwick, Clayton's dad, who is quite the golfer. That's what he was telling me. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. 
Uh, yeah. So big shout out to Doc Randall and Christy. Um, they, you know, they went out and got us chairs. They got chairs from themselves for us and for, um, who else was out there? The Mises and, and, um, Bob and his wife. And Mm -hmm. so we were all out there bright and early, basically 10 o'clock, 10 30 in the morning. Um, and it was just a great day by the by the water because it was nice and clear and calm. You could see right down to your feet. You could see the little fishies swimming around and um, nipping at your toes. And it was it was just a really nice, relaxing day. Drinking all day by the by the beach. We saw a little baby stingray in the water. We did. That's right. We did. And it did rain on us towards the end, like right around five o'clock. But that's okay. We were already all wet. Who cares? Um, Jacqueline ran off to the bar, but towards the end, I got cold. I was out. I, I went up there and asked for in the little towel hut for a towel and they gave me a towel and it felt like it came straight out of the dryer. It was so warm and wonderful. <laughs> we got the rain on the course too. It was, uh, but we Did played through ever- no lightning. You played through. So that's right. Uh, I, that's what you're saying in the, in, in the, in the water. Cause we were all in the water whenever it started raining. I was like, we're good. We're fine. Unless it starts lightning, we're we're not leaving. There's no yeah, point. Yeah. So we're already soaking wet from the from the water. So why not just stay? Mm-hmm. It's pouring. So who cares? The two things you don't want to do while it's lightning is swimming or swinging a, a metal pole in your hands. Yeah. Talk to <laughs> yeah. that are probably off the list. Um, and then whenever I whenever I finally got cold and ran up there and escaped, I Ended up sitting and having a few drinks with uh, the Marshall group who was there because I had made friends with them earlier because one of the girls heard my uh, my grievance about what happened to me whenever Nick and I came down after lunch. Nick and I decided to walk up to the to the pool bar to eat lunch because I, I don't like sitting in the sun and being hot when I'm eating. We walk up there, sit there, eat our lunch, have a drink, walk back down to the beach. Alex looks at me and goes, Jax, your right tit is out. I'm going to just hope that that happened on the walk to the beach. And it wasn't like that the whole time I was sitting there eating lunch. Pretty sure someone would have said something to you. And then I look at You never know. I look at Hunter sitting beside Alex, sweet little naive Hunter. And I'm like, Hunter, you weren't going to say anything. You're looking straight at me. And he's like, well, I saw it, but I just thought it was like, a red smiley face tattoo or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, you thought I had a tattoo of a tit on my tit? <laughs> like, I know I don't have any boobs, but you didn't have to make me feel that flat chested that you saw it and you thought it was a tattoo. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Legitimately, I just am sitting there eating my fries, drinking my drink. Ooh. I look up and I'm like, Jacqueline. <laughs> he literally saw my boob and thought it was a tattoo. That's a first. If any of y'all were wondering how adjusted I am, that's how much. Now we know. Oh, I was I was dying. I was like, I just hope and pray that it wasn't out while you were sitting there up at the bar because what a wild. Oh, I hope God. not. And Nick wouldn't have known because he's sitting beside me. So only the bartenders are going to see it. I feel like Danny would have told you. Hope so. But, <laughs> yeah, I, ended up, I ended up making friends with the Marshall group because uh, one of the gals came over and said, 
I just have to ask, because I thought I heard when you walked down earlier, you said my tit was out. No one told me. And I was like, yep, that's what I said. Pretty much what happened. That's what I happened. made some friends with the Marshall group. They had an assistant coach that played us back in the day. Oh, really? Um, yeah. In 2000. I don't remember. What year was it, Nick? 12 or uh, Yeah. Uh, it's when we had walk up in Parker. Yeah. So oh. he was asking about walk up. And if we're still in touch with him, said, yeah, we talked to him. He helps with the collective. And uh, he was talking about what's the old player's name? It was the foreign kid. I forgot. It's so long oh, ago. Geich. Geich, who had like 32. Nico. Nico. Yeah. 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 Love Nico. He was asking about us and said, Y'all still play the same way? I said, Pretty much. Uh, balls of the wall. Right. Fresh you. So, yeah, he was, he was he was a good guy. Yeah, they were a really nice group. We we had a good, few good laughs. So, yeah, pretty much every everybody that was there, all the teams, uh, friendly, can't say a yeah. bad word about them. Like, everybody was really nice and friendly, and everybody was uh, very, again civil like even the teams that were playing each other like i really didn't have any issues with any of them so yeah i, I think it was just oh. a really sorry i just got attacked by my own cat because he tried to jump on my leg and missed and sunk his claws in mm. cats oh the perils of cats Yes. yes, all the other teams were very nice. I was actually surprised, too, because seeing that we played our games in a high school gym, like, we didn't have as much separation as you normally would at a game yeah. from the other fans, so that was good. Very true, very true. Um, and, yeah, so beach day was great. Uh, we knew – we Jacqueline and I just knew that we would not have enough time, to, you know, being at the beach all day to go back over to our hotel and, like – get ready and get dressed and then come back over here in order to take a, you know, one of the taxis over to the game. So we just asked uh, Christy and Doc Randall if we could use their uh, room and shower. And they were very sweet and nice enough to allow us to go in there and shower and, and get ready with them. Well, get ready with her, not him. Um, ready with Christy. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to them. Very thankful for, for their hospitality in their little Weston room and suite. So that was that was nice, and so we didn't have to worry about going back to our uh, going back to our hotel and then having to hurry up and rush. So, um, yeah, it was nice. It was a good little day. Um, got onto the little party bus. Got onto the little party van slash taxi. That dude had that play that damn taxi bus van thing tricked out with the base. And they all had the little light up uh, things that would like sync with the with the beat. That was some wild stuff. Amazing. Y'all did um on Sunday night when we were came back from dinner, we were legit in like a karaoke thing, and the guy like passed around a microphone. Yeah, we heard about that. That everybody was like karaoke singing. I was like, what the heck? That's that's my thing. What the heck? <laughs> Let me just I mean, say the the party band was way cooler because the. More wise generation in the van was singing New York, New York on repeat. And it's just not the, the best song before a game or after a game. So the, uh, the, the club van was a lot more fun. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I mean, he had, I'm like 95% sure that it was just a 15 minute YouTube mix of, cause I'm just trying to think of where else you can find a mix like that for that long. It said 15 minute hip hop 2000s or whatever mix. I was like, mm 
I'm gonna have to search it and find it. But I'm I'm so elated that we had a fun little ride to that game because that game was <laughs> not fun. Dog shit. Not fun. So I'll I'll just use that segue into the terrible stats for this game. Awful, oh, awful. Go ahead. Get a pull off right. the band-aid sometime. So we played Utah State University. They are a public land grant research university um, in Logan, Utah. They are bigger than us. Their undergrad enrollment's about 20,000. Um, and they're in a pretty good conference too. They're in the Mountain West uh, with Colorado State, Nevada, New Mexico, San Diego State, Air Force, San Jose State, Wyoming, Boise State, Fresno State, and UNLV. So, I mean, that I feel like out of the conferences, like the schools that we played, the three schools, that's the toughest conference. Um, yeah, for sure. So, anyhow, we had... Uh, same same starters whole time. AJ Trail dead age a little Matt. Uh, we lost by a whopping thirty points. Forty nine to forty nine. Sean Kennedy stat section. This is going to be a tough one. So let's just let's just rip it off. Um, field goal percentage thirty three point nine. Three point percentage was seventeen point six. Uh, free throws were all right at seventy two point seven. Um, we only had 28 points in the paint. We only had six points off turnovers, only two second chance points, zero fast break points. Um, we had 23 bench points, a total of 28 rebounds, 10 offensive, 18 defensive. We only had 12 fouls. That's probably the only good stat we had. I'm shocked. We had 18 turn turnovers, which is actually only two more than them. They had 16. Uh, we had nine steals and four blocks. Um, our game leaders, not not many compared to that last game. Uh, Nana had 11 points, two blocks and a steal. Uh, Jaden had nine points, two rebounds. And Terrell had eight points and one rebound. Ugh. This was like night and day. Night and day. Night, night and day. I, I just, I'm not, I don't even know where to like, put my finger on what was the main <laughs> meow because I've not been paying attention to him because he clawed my leg up trying to jump on me my cat has now brought me a fish taco toy oh well that's just really sweet um but yeah I just I'm it's hard I can't really pinpoint a single moment or a single reason there were probably multiple, we just didn't have the juice, not necessarily, not AJ, but like there was just no, oomph, no get up and go. It, it was almost just like we had all gas, no breaks for two games and then literally had no more gas to give. Yeah. I mean, I was like, did y'all use up all your shots yesterday? I don't understand. I yeah. mean, the biggest thing that sticks out to me is three assists. That's, you're not going to win a lot of games with three assists on the team total. And I think Utah State, everyone talked about we wanted them. Uh, they were a little bigger than Akron, but they were also very physical and very, very. fast. And uh, press shoot, they did not break under the press. Uh, so shout out to them. That, that was a good team. Oh, it was. I mean, their stat line is obviously a different story. They had 20 assists. Yeah. One player in particular had 10 on his own. 10, number 10, Brown, Darius Brown. It's had amazing to get double digits in the assist line. Exactly. He had a double-double. He had 10 assists and 11 points. 
just insane. And he almost had, I mean, he had five rebounds. Uh, yeah. I mean, this team was all over us like white on rice. They had uh, one of those 20 shoot. So he just shot oh, over us. Yeah. Uh, they had 38 rebounds, the 20 assists. Um, and I mean, like Jekyll said, they only had 16, they had 16 turnovers. It's just two less than ours. So it wasn't like um, they just took advantage of the points off turnovers. They had 23 points off turnovers and we only had six. Um, so this really took advantage of that. They have 12 fast break points, but what really killed us was those points in the paint too. They had 54 points in the paint. Oh, yeah. the, the freshman they have, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but uh, False Live, the yeah, he he's yes. really impressive. I did not know he was a freshman until after the game. I was yeah. Shocked. Well, you had plenty of time to look at the stats, so. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, only one of us took the took the taxi ride home. So, <laughs> so. okay, let's just segue into grievances for the whole the whole shebang. Well, should we do should we do uh, uh, acts of strengths first? I mean, we had some strengths. Okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. So, so some of the good things, the pros, the the highlights of this trip are obviously the trip itself. Uh, we had a great time. We had good people that we were hanging out with. Um, we had a fantastic group of people, uh, great food. There were a lot of pros to this trip. We had we played two really fantastic games out of the three. Um, you know, we didn't get attacked by a chicken or a rooster. Uh, I didn't bring a cat home. She almost did. She almost did. I know. So, I mean, there were a lot of good things. So, uh, Dylan, tell us one good thing about, about the trip on your end. Uh, again, I'll credit to Wally and his staff. They did a fantastic trip. I mean, it was effortless. The agendas, the transportation, everything. From a team standpoint, I think uh, we have 11 guys that can play at any time. And I think once Coach figures out his his starter, his size. I think that the starting five could change any night. And uh, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing I saw is we did not have that luxury last year. Mm -hmm. uh, we can have 11 guys that can – 12 guys that can ball at any time, can start for us. I think it's – that's the biggest takeaway that I have. I love that. Nick, same question. What's the best part about this trip? What are some – what was the best part about it for you? Um. Uh, I, it's the first, my first time they came in, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed playing. I enjoyed our golf day on Saturday. The course was really nice. Um, I liked watching us play. Um, like Dylan said, I think we're a lot more deeper than last year. And if somebody gets hurt like last year, we're not screwed because I think last year the main problem was that guys just kept going down left and right. And by the end of the year, we had no big men left. So, mm -hmm. so we That's got three point. or four capable big men this year so absolutely i i yeah. completely agree both of y'all um but yeah so oh we have a question well that's kind of i haven't given my uh, oh sorry sorry i was about to go to the question no but go ahead um yeah so like like nick said i've never been to the caymans either i mean i've been several places in the caribbean but never the caymans they were it was lovely trip trip beautiful location um, our hotel was really close to the Westin and being able to go back and forth was nice. Um, so this is my, th uh, third overseas turn or out of the country tournament I've gone to, um, 
And I feel like uh, with the Jacks, you know, <clears throat> you know, I feel like on this trip, we, the two best parts of it were, I feel like we had the best and like biggest group of fans, supporters, alumni who came that we got to hang out with and spend time with and do stuff. And I also think this is the trip that we've actually gotten to like see and hang out with, not like hang out, but you know, like mingle some with the guys and the team the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that was so awesome. You know, we all kind of got to like go down to the beach that, that first night or second night or whatever night it was. Um, all of us hanging out around in the pool and like, we just have, I've said it so many times, but I'll say it every single episode. Alex and I, I'm sure y'all can attest to this too. Alex and I have had several players over the years that we've really connected with and have been great guys. But I feel like with this team, like overall as just an average, I feel like this is like the best, sweetest, this greatest group of guys we've had. Like they are just all, I, oh, I wouldn't give up a single one of them. And there's no. a lot of years I couldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Yeah, special group for sure. On the court and off the court. I would be I would be happy with any of them starting. I would be happy hanging out with any one of them. I wouldn't give a one of them up. I completely agree. No, I can I, I completely agree. And you're right. Like we really didn't get to hang out with any of them during the Montreal trip. We really didn't get to hang out with them when we went to like Kansas or went to Duke. I mean, so this is totally different scenario where we all kind of like very much in close quarters and you know we'd see them walking through the hotel lobby we'd see them walk into you know treatment walk in there walk in here you know they'd come down to the beach vice versa so i mean it was just really cool it was a cool experience it was my first first time as well in the caymans first time anywhere tropical so that was uh, a first for me too so um just all around great trip i agree with what everybody has said um but okay, now we can talk about question. Uh, well, first of all, uh, your dad agrees about the best group of guys. Matt says 100% agree, best group of guys. Um, but the two questions we have, two, one from Matt, one from Andrew, these go right towards the grievances. So <laughs> I have many. Before we move to the grievances, I'll, I'll hop on Matt's comment and say one last thing. And this is what I keep telling every, literally everyone who will hear me talk about what a great group of guys this is. And like, that's what I've encouraged people to like, you need to get to know these guys, like introduce yourself, get to know them because they're a great group and any support that you would like to give to the sawmill, like they all deserve it. And to know them is to love them. And then, you know, you'll, you'll want to help out and contribute and support them in any any way that you can so like go meet these guys are great 100 percent goes to them by the way 100 percent for donations go straight to the guys cosign absolutely support sawmill six man 100 percent. you have our little thing going down at the bottom um ticker my little ticker yeah um so going into the grievances i have many i don't want to bore everyone i'm sure we're all going to have similar Grievances. Uh, one of my main ones is the tournament itself. I got a few issues with them. First off, what in the God's name are we thinking about not allowing water or anything into the freaking stadium, into the, into, into the court? Nothing. And here's my thing. If you're not going to allow people to bring in drinks, 
fine. Have something there for them to drink. Have a concession. Have a water fountain that works. They had a water fountain. Didn't work. You literally made people sit through a two-hour game with zero liquid. Nothing. So, and what was even more annoying is they had stuff available to buy, but you had to walk out of the gym, mm -hmm. across the parking lot, across the street, into another parking lot, mm -hmm. buy from you. And they had actually like good food out there. Uh, yeah. Dylan and I chowed down the, the last game. I was out there eating my feelings. Um, but they wouldn't let us bring it back in the gym. So nope. then we're sitting there yelling for two hours worth of game time with not even a sip of water to, you know. Wasn't there like a chant in the first game saying we want water or something? Yep. It was little kids. Started it. Yeah. Also, little it was kids. 112 degrees in that gym. Yeah. It was god awful hot. God awful hot. And yeah. I'm just I'm just sitting here just flabbergasted because again, like if you look onto the the scores table, the the media table, all of that drinks galore, water bottles, Powerade galore, so they can have drinks. It's not like drinks aren't allowed in the freaking stadium. Just the patrons couldn't have a water. It, it, so they said because it's they don't have a beer. Uh, custodial staff. That's what they told me. Well, Nick, didn't you see Santa Claus with the beer in there? Yeah. Yeah, tell us about because we saw the picture of you talking to him, uh, but I never asked what the exchange was. I just, I just told him, uh, I just told him we had a guy on our team with the last name Christmas, and you should be a big fan of him. Nick told him that to make sure he was on the nice list because he's well, looking forward to Christmas. <laughs> did, he, did he seem amused by that, or yes, yeah? Well, it, we got a video of him. Well. Like the last game, Hunter got a video of like him wishing Christmas a happy birthday. Oh, he did. So That's I'm right. Pretty, I did see that. Well, there was a there's a skinny Santa out. So there's a skinny Santa too. He was outside, and we talked to him on the last game. The one that looked like Hulk Hogan, but smaller. Yeah, he was like he was like a tatted up skinny Santa. Nice. There's okay, a Santa. Yeah. I'll find him. I promise. <laughs> um. The Santas. So yeah, that's one of my main grievances. Another one was just the fact that it took like seven months for us to find somebody to respond to us from the Cayman Classic about media passes or just to answer any questions. That's a that was just a major issue for me. Like if you're supposed to be like the premier MTE tournament, like maybe you should have somebody with their shit together. It's not very well organized. No, I heard it just everyone, everyone like who was watching the games back here, just the flow hoops was terrible again. Oh, and I forgot to I forgot sure. to post this to y'all. I meant to text Alex. I forgot. Um, so you know, so they've had the men's tournament a couple years. I don't know how many years, but this is the first year they did a women's tournament. Yeah, and they had some they had some big teams because they had UConn, they had LSU, they had UCLA. And I told Alex, I said, I hope they get their shit together before Gino and Kim Mulkey get here because they are not going <laughs> to it. And then sure enough, I, I follow UConn women's basketball on Instagram and they posted something about the game. And literally every comment was like, it's not even on TV. I'm not paying $40 for one game. Every single comment was 
bitching about it being on Flow Sports. And that is pretty shitty too, because I mean, uh -huh. you had you had literally like the most premier women's programs in the U.S., and you're putting it on Flow Sports for forty dollars a game or whatever it is. Yeah, boycott Flow Sports. I I will always live by that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I just think that it's just not the best way to run a. If you want to be the premier tournament in the Caribbean or in wherever, whatever you want to call yourself, like. You need pick to a, pick a different stadium. Like, yeah, they, allow I'm us sure or at least allow us to have, to have another, water. Another gym there somewhere, or they could somewhere. Like, that was yeah, that was awful. Or hell, I mean, in the in the Cancun tournament, you guys had it at the at the yeah. hotel. They basically built they built a gym in the ballroom. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. They can, I mean, they can figure out something. But yeah, that gym, and you know, I did, I did kind of make friends with one of the guys uh, who was working the tournament. I can't remember what he did exactly. Uh, I think his name was John. Can't remember. Um, anyway, I said something. He asked, you know, about other tournaments I'd been to. I told him I'd been to two other ones out of the country, and he asked like how this one was compared to the others, and I was like, on like what aspect? <laughs> Cause I didn't want to be rude because you know, he wasn't one of the ones that Alex and I tried to deal with before. And he was like, Oh, like what about the venue? And I was like, it's man, it's at the bottom. I hate to tell you, but like the other two I've been to were in actual like coliseums or arenas. Mm -hmm. I was like, I went to a one a high school and this was our gym. Like that was Douglas ISD gym with blue bleachers instead of purple. I think, I think central Heights gym is better than that. It is. Yeah. I didn't and have that's a problem that. with the gym. It was kind of, you know, it, you know, I understand it's the canvas, but the one thing they can do better is the logistics. Yeah. Getting people to and from there. Getting yes. there wasn't bad, but getting leaving was, oh, that was a nightmare too. Yeah. I mean, one of the games we were waiting, what, like almost 30, 45 minutes to try and get to find a taxi or get someone to come get us. And so. After the Drake game, because the Drake Fans kept stealing our calves and they were they were all in their feelings. They were ready to get out of there. And the thing is, is they had a bus, they had transportation, but that was part of the package that was just an astronomical amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's just like if you want people to come to this tournament, like maybe make the packages a little bit more. Like I understand things are expensive, but like people are not gonna want to pay thousands of dollars for packages. And then it not even include airfare and then pay more money on top of that just to get chauffeured to and from the dang game. Like I, it's just wildly expensive to me and not really worth yeah. it, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah. Go off of that too. I, I won't, I won't blast the name, but um, whenever Alex and I were months into trying to get our media passes, months. any other tournament we've been to, we've easily gotten a media pass. Like if they want their, not that we have a huge audience, but you know, any tournament wants media there. So they give you media passes. This man was trying to hustle us, telling us that he would give us media passes for first row seats of what, of like six rows um, for $500 each, five zero zero. And that he would arrange us a car for $230 each. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Can you, because uh, I was trying to be nice. 
I said, I, I'm going to need to talk to my co-host about that. So can you just email me all the numbers and then, you know, we'll get back to you. I'm like, we ain't doing that. <laughs> That'll be a no for me, dog. For a media pass to sit like he was making it like it was some big like he made me think it was in an actual arena and he was giving us front row six rows and nobody's even checking like get out of here pass absolute pass um so to these two questions both of them have to do with our favorite topic officiating what's the, so, what's the last name of the andrew guy it's uh, Woodward. Woodward. Oh. <laughs> so, question is, can we get Nick's opinion on Dylan getting tossed from the Utah State game? That was the question. Go ahead, Nick. He I don't think he should have been tossed. They like like I like I told him I talked to the media guy. The ref said that we were getting too rowdy on him and he threw out the biggest person to set an example and calm us down. He didn't even do anything that bad. He just told the ref to do his job because our guy goes down. You're supposed to stop play on a, hazard, on a hazardous foul no matter what happens. Correct. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So the rumor is I got it that I received a technical foul. I'm not sure that's true or not, but um, if it is, I'll take it with pride. But I'm, I'm not 100% on, on the validity of that. <laughs> And here's the thing, we were already down enough that like the technical foul really wasn't like a make or break for the game. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So like I'm not, away from the game exactly. So I mean, it's not like it was a close game and we were like behind like two points and that was, you know, a big turning point in the game. I mean, you getting tossed was an absolute dog shit move from that ref. Um, the fact that he said, "Oh, I wanted to make an example out of somebody because the fans were getting too rowdy and aggressive." Again, dog shit. It's a small arena. You're gonna hear everybody say everything. Like, yeah. And, and, and when you you're can not, hear him on the broadcast saying, "Get that, get that mf'er out of here." And that that's was my biggest issue. Problem. That was the main problem. Well, is, I, all I can tell that guy is. I hope you never get a game at the sawmill in Naganoches because it's going to be a lot worse. <laughs> I just can't believe that. And that's the thing, like, you know, it's one thing to toss a person. Fine. But you're you're supposed to be the one in charge of the, the player safety, in charge of everybody's safety. You're the official. And you stoop as low as to literally curse, not just say, get the H out of here, but literally call someone a fan, a mother effer, when that fan didn't, curse or you know say anything disparaging or racial against you that is such a low low individual like i just don't get that i don't get it one bit yeah i don't, I don't either and like here's my thing and alex has heard me say this a billion times but like of course i will yell at the refs during the game who doesn't because they're not perfect they're gonna mess up if i don't agree i'm gonna yell that i disagree with the call Right. I am never, ever one to, after a game, complain like, oh, we lost because the ref, the refs were trash, the refs this, the refs that. Like, I don't do that. I grew up with my dad refing college basketball. Like, um, they're, they're not perfect. They're human. They're not going to get every call. And, like, if you're in a position where you think the refs lost you the game, then, like, you weren't in a position to win, you know? Correct. Um, but what I will complain about with the refs is when they do things that are not – professional or not 
because literally the number one thing listed in the ref's handbook is that you're to maintain the safety and security of the players and the game. That's your number one like mission. If you don't do that, and if you're unprofessional, that's where I have a big problem, which is why I had a big, big problem with the ref game two mm-hmm. and the ref game three who threw you out. And that's why when I met said ref from game two and you know, it was a funny thing that I went over there to take Nick's picture with him because we were laughing because he tried to get into it with, with Dylan during the game. But then he thinks he's like a celebrity and is like so excited that people came to take a picture with him and goes to try to shake my hand. And I was just like, no, I'm good. Thanks. You were <laughs> really unprofessional during our game. And like, I'm not shaking your hand. Like we're not cool. And then he proceeded to try to explain it to me. And I was like, no, like my dad was a college ref. I don't, I don't need to hear an explanation. Like you're the referee. People are going to yell. You can't get like, if, if he would have said something racist, if he would have cursed at you, if he would have said something like super disparaging, then toss him out. And I would have been on your side, but like just standard yelling during a game, like you can't take that. You need to find a new job. You don't need to be a ref. Soft. S A W F T. Soft. Just soft. And I just wasn't going to shake his hand and act like he's some celebrity. And that's why I got irritated later when I'm glad that you made amends with him, Dylan. That's cool. But like when other people came to our table telling me that I needed to go meet him and he was nice and we all shook his hand, like I'm not going to be fake like that because guess what? That's great that the guy's a great dude. All he is to me is a referee and he was an unprofessional, piss poor referee. And I don't need to go talk to him. Like, I'm going to keep the same energy. I'm not going to be fake. Like, that's all he is to me. And he wasn't a good ref. So I said what I needed to say, and I'm good. Not the thickest skin, but uh, yeah, that, that uh, I don't know if I would have shook hands with the third ref um, no. from the third game. But the the the, the first one, yeah, we're, we're, we're good. But uh I just didn't like the fact that he threatened you. He was basically like, you keep going and I'll show you what I can do. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, you didn't have to say it like that. You could have just yeah. gave an easy warning. Like it was just the way he said it. Like if you had just said, hey, man, I need you to calm down, you know, like getting a little too rowdy, you know, I don't want to come over here again and give you another, like, I don't want to have to give you a tech or give the team a tech. Like if you had just said it like that, I'd be like, fair, it's fair. fair. So simple because here's the thing. Like I've seen 1 billion college games. All that has to be done is in the first dead ball, that ref goes to the coach and says, Hey, I need you to get somebody on your staff to get said fan, whoever it is under control. If I have to give you another warning, he's going to go. That's all you have to do. That The ref should never interact or engage with the fans. Never. Especially not like that. Yeah, I agree. I have a u- unique ability to get under some people's skin and push some buttons sometimes. So, uh, well, you know, you just have a loud voice, Dylan. Yeah, I'm not. No, no one's doubting that. That's you know what I mean. Like you just have a loud voice. You have a deep voice. You're gonna boom over everybody else. I mean, and it's not like it's not like what you're saying isn't factual. And the fact that they just got you know butthurt about it and decided to do something about it was a little just again soft. But we'll move on from from the officials uh, and and the incident. We'll call it. Uh, what are some other grievances about the trip or about the game or about anything else? Uh, I have a. It's not really a grievance, more like a, a programming note. But 
I want to see what you uh, have to say. grievance that I have left is uh, Nick sat first class on the way back, and I just think he should have done that. <laughs> should have saved it for more of the players and coaches. <laughs> well, some of us were slumming it in the back. Nick was chilling. Hey, first bro, class. that's a low blow. Hey, I just he sat just next to my dad. Out of the bus, Nick. That was messed he up. Should. I just sat next to my dad. <laughs> See, he just needed to be there to help Matt get on and off the plane, right, Nick? Yeah, because they took his. Oh, I have a grievance with the Cayman Airport. They <laughs> took no. my dad's walking stick. They took it. Yeah. And it's, I was like, look, hey, in he, fairness, he, it is, it is, it is, it is a hiking stick with a sharp point. So they weren't. I'm, I do, I do understand what you're saying there. The but, he needs to walk. but I feel like it's pretty obvious when you see him that he's, he's using it to walk with. He's not going to try to. Yeah. Anybody. On, on our private plane. Yeah. It's going to cause an issue. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's wild. I mean, especially if, if like TSA didn't have an issue coming from, you know, America through security. I don't know why. I mean, the Cayman like Islands is locking it down. There with them too. Lord, that's wild. Jacqueline, any grievances? Um, I don't really think I have any others. Uh, mine was mainly just the unprofessionalism of the referees, the poor management of the tournament. Um, <laughs> no drinks in the gym. We've kind of hit all these. I just wish I had a heads up that there were going to be so many chickens. So I was no, just not no expecting. Live streaming from, no live oh, streaming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got I got uh, chastised about live streaming. And he's like, you know, I told you, you know, I was in the email and I'm like, I'm sorry. That was like weeks ago. I forgot. Like my, my bad. Using media passes are. <laughs> you know. I mean, here's the thing. Have a better streaming service for the game for people to watch, and I wouldn't have to live stream the first minute or two of the game. Like, give me a break, brother. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus, Pete. I mean, they were on people recording during that game, like. Literally white on rice. There was another person that was recording on the other side of the gym. I don't know if it was game two or three. I can't remember. I mean, and they sicked them. They sicked them hard. They went over there and just like, hey, you can't just run. There was like four of them that walked over there. I was like, wow, calm it down. I mean. Well, Hoops needs that money. I guess so. But people aren't paying for it regardless. Like, um, I want one person, one person who's listening now or later to comment and, and, and. If you actually purchased the Flow Hoops packages to watch the game, let us know. Yeah, because yeah. I just I do I feel like if if you're gonna be if you want to be considered some type of reputable tournament like that, you need to be on something better than Flow Hoops. Um, I, I feel like that's for like the play-in games for the tournament or something, you know, um, that nobody really cares about. So that was confusing. Um, even Matt, Matt Atkins, he even said he was like, you know what? At least have the championship game oh, as on on like ESPN Plus or something. Really? You know what I mean? Something that it's more accessible, um, something that more people can watch and get eyeballs on and get more exposure for your tournament. I mean, the math ain't they, math. They don't criticize them very well either because, uh, what was it, 2020 – COVID year in that fall, they put Baylor on flow hoops and, and we were just dogging them how bad it was. And they, the, the flow hoops, instead of answering, they just blocked all of us on Twitter. Love to see it. Um, 
Oh, and then what, what was it? Uh, our favorite new burner account who we have not figured out who he is yet. Uh, oh, Lumberjack, Lumberjack Larry, Larry, baby. <laughs> Lumberjack Larry. Uh, Lumberjack Larry was like tweeting. I got my, what did he say? My Russian hacked uh, feed to flow hoop sports. That's what he said. My Ukrainian or Russian hacked feed of flow sports. I had a couple of my friends and alumni buddies or some group chats convinced it was me. And I'm like, look, that guy's way funnier than I am. I don't know. Instant follow. Instant follow. And hilarious. Like I I want to keep hearing like conspiracy theories on who we think this person is. Like I have I have a few ideas. I I'm sure I'm probably way the H off, way off, but I just want to hint. Like, give me a little Easter egg, something, you know, but I know that just would ruin the mystery of the burner, but still like, God, dog, he's just cracking us up. I haven't, we extended the invite. I'm doing it again. Like if, if Lumberjack Larry, if you're listening, whoever you are, if you want to come on the podcast and just like be like blacked out, have like your face blurred out, put a mask on or something, um, you know, change your, your voice so that you could be on the podcast. Like I'm in because I think it's hilarious. (laughs) We're ready. No camera, right. just a voice. Voice. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Just have your camera off. Just voice. You can you can put on a voice changing machine. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Yes. Hilarious, dude. I or I guess it could be a chick. Who knows? Um, it's just great. Uh, so programming note, more so a note about our style. I think we are the most stylish sons of bees in that place. Our shoe game was on. Oh, yeah. Point. Our shoes were knocking it out of the park every game. Nick's got a shoe guy. Yeah. Nick has a shoe guy. Nick has the hookup for the shoes. But I'm just saying, all of we, we killed it on the shoe game. Everybody was giving us compliments. Everybody wanted our shoes. Shoe game was on point. Yes. Keep it up through the season because uh, we will be doing the same on our end. We got we got Dr. Klein some new we got him some of the flyees. So yes. yeah, so he's gonna be you get my flyees worked out. He's gonna be looking good. So working, Gary working Jordan's will be will be rocking and rolling this year at home games. I'm loving it. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, yeah. The the fly ease shoes I got are bomb. I'm I'm excited to wear those to the home game on Wednesday. Um all right. Any other grievances, programming notes, anything? Um, I think what we should do is a one word to describe the whole trip. I need to look at my cat in the background really fast first. Look at him. He's over there attacking a toy. Oh, good God. Is it Scotty? Oh, yeah. oh of course it is. Oh, Jesus. Get Scotty? Okay. Get it together. Get it together. All right. One word to describe this whole flam damn trip. Whoever wants to go first, I have to think. Oh, that, yeah, you got me stumped. I'm not very good off the top of my head. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, we'll, we'll call it Legends Dairy. Legendary. Oh, oh my. I was going to say something about Legends. I got. A, I never would have thought I got a, a technical foul and never would have thought I found a bar like Legends and get kicked out. So that was, it was just a legendary trip and one I definitely will never forget. I love it. So my word is uh, cheeky. Cheeky, okay. It was cheeky. It was a cheeky trip all the way around. Uh, that's just a shout out to our boy Danny, the bartender. Uh, it was wow. it was cheeky. It was fun. It was exciting. It was a little sassy at times. It was a little silly at times. Um, it it was cheeky. It was a cheeky trip. 
Mm. I'll do another shout out to Danny. I'll say beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. A beautiful trip. I like that, Nick. Okay. Oh, wait, Gary. Gary Lee, you're awake. He's alive. Oh, the, the, the broken arm man. Oh, Gary Lee, we missed you. Did he comment? Yeah. yeah. He said, I love I my love shoes, Nick. Yes, I'm still awake and alive. <laughs> We'd love to hear that, Gary Lee. They're Glad you're good. alive, man. We missed you. Oh, man. That was the one thing missing from the trip. Gary Lee would have been there. It would have been... Oh, oh, oh my God. God. We might not could have handled it. Like, we were already... Really at the Cam, if Cam would have been there. Yeah, Cam would have been great, too. He missed out. He was jealous. He won't miss another one. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, Jacqueline. It's all on you. Man, okay, I'm really terrible at these games, but I think I'm just going to say, like, camaraderie because, like I said earlier, I just feel like we had so much time. I, like, met so many cool people uh, that we got to hang out with. We actually got to, like, hang out and, you know, shoot the shit with the players. Uh, we got to meet Miles' parents. We got to meet Clayton's dad. We got to meet alumni who came from florida john i mean we just i feel like we had such a good group we had so much fun like the whole time i i think you did great i think camaraderie is a great word i really do i couldn't agree more um you know it was uh we didn't have that many people come to montreal and so seeing that many people coming to the caymans was actually awesome really really awesome um i, I hope we're well, and going to the Caymans over going to cold Canada. Well, Montreal, Montreal was so much fun, and I loved that trip. Yeah, but, that was great trip. But I feel like on this trip, just everyone was more condensed because everyone was either staying at the Western or Sunshine, and it was right across the street. In Montreal, yeah. we were all spread everywhere, and it was a huge like, city. Yeah, the games were like thirty minutes outside of Montreal, so it was just hit or miss when you were going to actually see people. But on this trip, I mean, we were just all right there. Which is, yeah. I love that. I, I, if I really hope wherever we go next year, that it's a very similar situation where either we're at a resort or at some sort of area where it's all very condensed. Everybody's in the same spot. Everybody's in the same area. Um, you know, cause I was really sad that I missed the Cancun trip. I know that you both went Dylan and Nick. And so, um, if we could do something like that again, uh, obviously I know we kind of do like off on hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, uh, yeah. so next year, most likely either going to be a cold place or, uh, or maybe US, overseas. Maybe. I think next year might be back, be back to like an overseas summer thing and not a tournament, but I don't know. We've never played like a big one, like in the U S have we like one of the. Nick, you got a petition for the ESPN one at Disney World, man. We got to go. Oh, heck yeah. Let's go. Get into Keller's year for that, Rocco. Get on top of it, Nick. That's your that's your chore. That's, that would be awesome. I'd be down to clown with 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 the mouse. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I love me some, some Orlando. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. I'd be, yeah. I mean, everybody staying on Disney campus every oh, that'd be great let's go i'd be down for that um okay so to wrap things up obviously in total the games two out of three two out of three really really good games we saw the jacks play some fantastic basketball in those first two games obviously that last game was not what we expected um not what 
we saw in the first two games. It was literally day and night, but it's behind us. It's in the past. Honestly, I'm just ready to move on to the next game, home game on Wednesday, um, ready to see the Jacks back in the sawmill. And I'm really, really, really hoping that we get some people out and about and get in them into that sawmill. I just, this team is so good. They really fun, yeah. gotta have, gotta have butts and seats. Have, have a good show in on Wednesday. Yeah. I hope so. I really, really do. I really Students do. are here, so they should come out. I won't be there, but I'll be watching from Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, Oh, boy. Got to be Albuquerque. Gary be Lee, about to sleep. When do you guys come on to air? Gary, we're on the air, babe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're live on the air right now, sweet pea. I'm going to... Working. Yeah, he's he's not hearing. He's just typing on the on the post. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to text Charlotte and have her explain to him how that works. Sweet man, sweet man. Or one of uh, gonna have to give him a little lesson. Nick is his IT guy. And shoe guy. And shoe guy. <laughs> Come on, Nick, get it together. Get it together. Um, all right, boys. So now's your time. Talk a little bit about Sawmill Six Men before we head off. Uh, you want to go first, Nick? You want me to go? Yeah, you got it. Uh, so, Sawmill Six Man, uh, we are the exclusive basketball collective for Stephen F. Austin State basketball. Uh, some of the highlights over the past year is we are actually running the numbers today for how many hours the guys spent out in the community. I don't have that, but what I can tell you is they visited the Boys and Girls Club, multiple middle schools, uh, assisted living centers, multiple events in downtown Nacogdoches. Um, and we have raised nearly $100,000 in one year. Uh, again, 100% of proceeds go back to the players. Um, we don't take anything from that, no administration fees. Uh, we have far exceeded expectations as far as community involvement, uh, donations, and the love that the guys have for it. We've had multiple guys reach out and want to go do events on their own without being paid. Uh, they want to go back and see the kids at the club, and the other elementary schools and we're hoping that brings those kids to the campus or to the games so that you know they know Nana and Latrell and Juice they know them personally um, they've interacted with them and try and get them to the games um, but yeah Sawmill Six Man or SawmillSixMan.com uh, there's monthly memberships ranging from $10 to $100 or a one-time donation you get some pretty sweet merch uh, yeah Stickers and other stuff. Uh, we have some really nice merch. Nick kind of charges the merch. On, so he's done a really good job. So, yeah, that's the kind of the spiel. You can always go to the website and contact uh, any one of our board members or Nick and I um, and for, for more information. We'd love to, to hear from anybody. And uh, hopefully you can join if you're watching. We'd love to have you. Or yeah. you can go back and watch our special episode with Matt Gary Lee because we, we really talk through all of it. Any questions that you have, things you're unsure of, how what the NIL is, how it works, what exactly that means, how we operate it, all of that will be answered. Go watch the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the biggest part of this thing is, is obviously getting the guys out and about and into the community. Um, getting them face to face with the kids, the boys and girls club. I mean, that's a huge part of this. Um, but one of the other reasons, just because this is just the way of the world now when it comes to college sports. And, um, you know, if we don't do 
what we're doing right now to keep up with the other schools and the other teams that are having the same thing done and at the collectives and NIL deals, we're going to fall behind. <laughs> and, and, yep. and, you know, it, it's, it's crazy that this is where we're at in the world when it comes to sports and the fact that we're, um, and it's, it's not necessarily like, you know, some of these bigger schools where we're like literally paying them to play. There's no, there's, we don't have that. That's not what we're doing here. Um, we are, trying to make them better people, well-rounded individuals on and off the court, and also giving them a little compensation for going out into the community and doing these things. It's not like we're buying them cars. I say we, cause I mean, I contribute the money that I contribute monthly is not going to like buying them cars or buying them ho houses and, and, and homes and all these things. Um, a lot of these kids, a lot of these boys use this money to, you know, help support their families back home. A lot of these guys use this money to help pay the bills, their own bills, their family's bills. Um, they use it to get their their family to come and watch them play basketball. Um, so a lot of this money isn't even staying with them. It's going home to their families. And so these are just things to consider and think about. I mean, even if you can only spare 10 bucks a month, 10 bucks is $10 more than what they had in their pocket before. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to find the video. For the program and the community, like you're saying, because then they're going out and working at all these nonprofits. So they're you're actually putting money into your community and athletes at the same time. So sorry, Nick, what were you saying? Oh, I try to find this video I could post in the okay. Or the, the big ROI on it is also a lot of people forget yeah, about it. Is, like I said, like getting people the to the games. That's like the video that that we did of the guys, and they're just telling them what this collective means to them and how they've gone to like the different uh, nonprofits and stuff. Oh, oh perfect. All right. I'll put that in the chat. Yeah. Yep. Got it. What are you saying? Uh, the, one of the bigger ROIs that we experience is getting people to the games. Like I was saying, uh, I think we're uh, uh, a night with the seniors living center to have them all come to a game and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they, oh, yeah, they're going to bust them to the games. You're going to have my grandmother. <laughs> yep, Lala will be right up front cheering. Uh, but they love the guys. The guys are personable, and, um, you know, they're great. So we're hoping that we can fill the sawmill this year. Um, that way, if you're donating your 10 bucks, you can feel a part of the community, a part of the group that's there. Everyone will be wearing sawmill every game. Um, so, yeah, that's the big thing is it's for the kids, for the guys, it's for the community. Absolutely. So I think Gary Lee finally figured out how to watch the video. If you're if you're watching Gary Lee, hey, I got your text. We're gonna do it. <laughs> he texted me, said, "Give him website address to sign up." So in the notes episode, we'll put in the video on YouTube that Nick sent, and we'll give you the Sawmill Six Man website that you can go to sign up to do a one-time donation, monthly donations, whatever you want to do. Gary Lee, I'll I will try, try to come. If I can get a shirt on, even if you can't, Gary Lee, still come to the game. You'll, yeah, you'll, just, shirt you'll distract the other team with your <laughs> shirtlessness. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, in the comments, we posted the the link to that YouTube video that Nick made uh, for Sawmill. Uh, you guys check that out, Facebook and YouTube. If you're watching or if watching later, uh, go ahead and watch that video. It was a fantastic video, kind of discussing 
uh, what exactly what he said, some of the guys talking about what this means to them and, and how this really impacts their life in a positive way. So highly recommend that everybody goes and watches it and becomes a member of the Sawmill Six Man. Um, and they do have other, obviously this is about basketball, but they do have uh, this, it's basically the bigger collective for the other yeah. sports as well. That's kind of like starting to really pick up steam. So if you're out there and you're listening, we talked about this a little bit after uh, during Gary Lee and Matt's episode, but if you're out there and you're really passionate about a lumberjack sport, like, I don't know, bowling or tennis or whatever it is, and you want to get involved and you want to help them raise NIL money, um, you know, hook up with one of these guys and they'll kind of show you what to do and how to take it from there. Um, so that way you guys can help raise money for those individuals as well. So, um, really great. I'm so excited that you guys did this. I'm glad that I'm able to contribute and, and be a part of it and help in any way that we can as well. Uh, not only for the student athletes, but also just in general for the community, because it's really important, I think as well. Um, but yeah, so man, what a podcast, what a game, what a trip. All of those things had a great time with you guys. I mean, honestly, the next big trip is is going to be Whack Vegas. So, ready, ready. party, ready. I, I I love me some Vegas. I know it's not necessarily Jacqueline's favorite city, but it's still fun. I yeah, nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Nick, so much for joining us. We appreciate you guys. Uh, had a fantastic time with you in the Caymans. Um, really, honestly, couldn't have asked for better travel buddies and partners with that. Yeah, that we had such a good time. Man, we have so many, so many little laughs and moments and videos and all sorts of things. It was, it was a, it was a great time. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll never make it to social media, but never. No, there's some videos <laughs> I found on, there's some videos I found on my phone from the full beach day that I will never post never they're just that bad. they weren't of any of us no no, no. it was just a me just a me well, i found it was a selfie video of me talking during the rainstorm so it was literally five o'clock at in the afternoon after like 25 cayman oceans um and a, and a box of fries because that was had to eat that day so many chicken tendies that trip. It was oh, oh chicken my tendies God. Good. those chicken tendies were good. The pizza, everything was good. But exactly. I just I I totally effed myself by only eating a breakfast sandwich at 10 a.m. and then a plate of fries at the beach and nothing until we got back after the game. I was donezo. It was anyway, but that that's on me. That's on me. Um, but yeah, so again. Boys, we appreciate you guys so much for coming on to the podcast and, and talking with us about the basketball games and a little bit about, um, you know, our trip and things like that. Just as a reminder, we mentioned it earlier, the next game is this Wednesday, the 29th. Uh, we're actually opening up Whack Play a little early, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but we'll take it. We're playing Tarleton State University at home, so they're becoming... I don't know if I'm going to dare it and say like a, a rival in our little uh, whack division here, but slowly but surely um, those games are becoming more testy and, and more uh, rigorous, I guess. I don't know if the word that you want to say that, but yeah. So uh, Tarleton game. Tar can't wait. I'm ready for some, for some home games back in the sawmill, back in our home base. So uh, make sure if you can't attend that you tune in, 
It'll be on ESPN plus. Okay. Um, last but not least is of course, always make sure you guys are following us on social media, all of our fun adventures, everything that we do will be posted. Uh, all of the recaps and our post op episodes, all of the things will be on social media. If you want to listen to this, uh, if you're in the car, you can listen to it on Spotify or Apple, um, any place where you get podcasts, you can listen to it. Um, there's a couple people that we met during the trip that we told about our podcast and they said they were going to follow us and listen to it. Um, especially the guy on the way home on the plane with F was it, uh, FIU, um, Darren. Yeah. Sat next to Jacqueline and I on the plane back home. He does all the social media and stuff, uh, for that team. And so if you're listening to this, we didn't forget about you, buddy. Darren. Yeah. He immediately followed us. Super nice guy. Yeah. So Good. hope you're listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. There's plenty more where this came from. Um, and last but not least, we got to give a shout out real quick to our friends at my plates. I don't know if you two have my plates. Um, if you don't, you should, but also we know who has a sawmill six man by some plate. His name is Carrie Lee. <laughs> Chicken tatas. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Lee just commented chicken tatas. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's typing with one hand. So yeah, he has to be, he has to be typing with one hand and he probably has taken his nighttime medicine. So I'm sure he yeah. has painkillers for his arm too. So, Oh God bless America. But yes. Uh, my plates. If, you want an easy, fun way to support your jacks and pimp your ride. Go to my plates, go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. So you can totally get a cool one year, three year, five year plan. You can personalize it. You can have it just background only SFA. You can do it however you want. We were just talking literally as we were talking on this podcast, my phone kept dinging because yesterday was the anniversary of the Duke win. Yep. And everybody's reminiscing on social media right now about our Duke win. And the best part is, is one of our followers and big lumberjack fans, his name is Steve Mann on Twitter. And he's one of the only guys, well, he's the only guy that has this license plate. Give me a moment. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Cool. He's the only guy that is, has that license plate in the state of Texas. And how he got it, I don't know, but it's awesome. I mean, obviously, I know how he got it through my plates. That's the point. But the fact that he snagged that up right away is hilarious. But as we were talking, guess who saw that license plate on Twitter and now they want it? Nate. Nate Bain. Oh. He said, I need that license plate. And so uh, basically Steve said, DM me with contact info and maybe we can arrange that. Oh, so, I know. Isn't that oh, great? I know. So it was, uh, it was fantastic. So yeah, I hope, I hope he, uh, I love this. I love this right here. Little crown That's royal box. Awesome. Love it. I know. Yeah. Nice little ball there. Yeah, I'm thinking it's time for a. 
Uh, I watched the video about 15 times a day. I don't know about anybody else, but. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a Thanksgiving tradition to watch the Duke win on Thanksgiving. Uh, we have it recorded on our, our TVs. Um, nice. And we called it Night Night, I Be Night On Night. Power Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Lee. Should have known. We should have known. He's all drugged. He's all drugged up. Um, but yeah, so I think it's just fantastic. Uh, that was just a, it was just a moment in time in history that every lumberjack fan will never forget for the rest of their life. And so who knows, maybe we'll have some more of those coming up, but it so. won't be versus Duke. <laughs> That'll be for sure. <laughs> someone asked us again. Oh no. Someone asked me the other day, like, so when are we playing another team like Duke? I'm like, Not never, Nobody. I commented on the on the March mid, the mid major guys. Uh, he was talking about our lack of strength of schedule. I said, find someone that will come play us, and I please, is it's in schedule, or even just us going there? It's, it's yeah, not we. Easy. It's not like we're saying no to these. Like we want those yeah. games. Nobody wants us. That's just, that's just an ignorant comment for that guy to make because he knows how hard it is to to schedule games. Like we'd love to play all the big teams we could. Like who's gonna play us? He agreed, though. I mean, he did whichever one of the accounts it was, but he agreed. He said, "No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting that against y'all. It's just how the cookie crumbles, I guess." He beat it a few teams. No one's playing. Yep. Exactly. Ever since we beat Duke, and then we almost beat Kansas, and then West you know and- West Virginia, we LSU. beat LSU. Yep. I mean, sorry, we're just part of that group Bay- that Baylor. Baylor. That was like five sorry, years. Nick. <laughs> oh well no i'm not sorry anyway yeah so anyway um yeah so those of you who are listening are always complaining about us not playing any power five schools helps out what uh yeah like if you know somebody you know somebody get us a get us a power five school that wants to agree to co- for us to come to them and play sure we'll load up the bus right now i mean we're not gonna say no yep Nobody wants nope. us. Nobody wants the smoke. Nope. They do Nobody not. wants the smoke. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's 10 o'clock. It's after 10 o'clock, 10.04. Uh, we had yep. a hell of a podcast, a hell of a time. Uh, one last time, thank you to Nick and Dylan for coming on and chatting with us. And uh, we're excited for Wednesday's game back in the sawmill. We will see you there, Nick and Dylan. We know that you're watching from afar. Yes. We'll be be awaiting your text messages, your rage texts. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Hope you guys have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening. Um, And as always, Axum Jacks. Axum. Axum Jacks.